Why doesn't it matter when people are just taking lives of their own flesh and blood? It's just amazing that we had such little conversation about that, which is basically a speed bump in our relationship. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Onlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to ask a question. Does the decision to have an abortion affect the guy at all, both emotionally or psychologically? Honestly, people usually think that abortion is just something that only affects women, but really doesn't bother guys at all. But is that true? We're going to interview a gentleman by the name of Scott Perry, who had influenced his girlfriend when he was younger to have an abortion. And at the time, he didn't feel bad about it at all, until much later when he had a realization of what he had done. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Of course, Scott, it is a pleasure to have you on today, as we're going to talk about some things that really nobody talks about. But tell me first a little bit about your background. I understand you grew up in a Catholic home. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm in the middle of two girls. We're all two years apart, and we were all kind of baptized together in my grandfather's Catholic church on Long Island, and then a pretty decent home after that. No spiritual upbringing at all. And at age 11, my dad decided he didn't want to be married anymore, so my mom and my sisters and I moved to upstate New York and did the single parent thing. And after a couple of years of that, I moved back to Denver with my dad, and I was kind of brought up by him. And Unfortunately, his upbringing didn't have any spiritual background or any benefit that he saw, so there wasn't any involvement in my life. Mm, Okay, so faith wasn't really a big thing in your life, I see. So I understand your dad took off in your life, and you got into an early relationship. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's funny. My dad just uh, bolted. My After I got out of high school, he just left Colorado for Florida. He's like, I'm not living here anymore. So I had to find my own place, which isn't, you know, 18, it's not that big a deal, but it is when you are 18 and you didn't expect to be tossed out in the world like that. So I found a place to rent with my golden retriever and started working at a place. And then decided to move back to Rochester to get my degree. My mom worked at a community college. And it was after those two years that I came back and I met a girl and we lived together for a while. And early on, Boy, it was a great relationship, but you know, neither of us had a mind set for marriage, let alone for supporting another person or having someone affect our ability to do what we want. So early on in that relationship, we did decide to do an abortion. Oh, wow. I know there are a lot of men who are in a similar situation like you were, that when you were in college, you weren't expecting to have a child and that it wouldn't be possible, at least in your mind, because you were too young. So an abortion seemed like a logical choice. Now, what were some of the things you were saying to yourself to justify that choice? Well, you know, I look back at my situation with my family and in the back of my mind, I guess it was seeing my dad go through many wives after my mom and leaving us three kids. It's like, well, you know, I haven't got a good role model and that stuck with me for a long time. I guess that's the back of my mind. It was tough. Ah, so after having the abortion, did that bring a lot of chaos into your relationship? Maybe feelings of remorse or guilt? No. It's just amazing that we had such little conversation about that. It was just basically a speed bump in our relationship. Take care of that, and it was done. So, Oh, wow. 
So I understand that you're in this relationship for about six years, and then you ended up moving on away from her. What happened? Well, the relationship ended basically because I discovered the computer and I discovered that there's other women out there. And I thought, you know what? I'm 24. I don't want to have one girl for my whole life. I really want to explore what's out there. So I end the relationship. I moved near downtown Denver and I just had a computer. And I just wanted to troll chat rooms, just trying to, you know, propel my social life. And it was really not a great scenario, but I got in the chat room and I maybe there was one about Jesus back then. And I met a lady my mom's age in Carbondale near Aspen. And I mean, it's amazing. She told me the gospel and I said, yeah, yeah, I'm all in. And we ended up saying, let's meet in Castle Rock. And she brought me my Charles Swindell Bible I still have. And I gave my life to Jesus Mm. in a booth at a Denny's in Castle Rock, Colorado. Oh man. So you were looking for girls in chat rooms. And instead, you unexpectedly found Jesus in your life. Yes, yes, amen. Mm. <laughs> so you come to know Jesus, and I understand you felt like a new person. And the way you understood things in your life began to change. And I understand that when you got married, the past of the abortion crept up. Tell me a little bit about that. So years went by, and finally a friend of the family introduced me to my wife. It wasn't long after I said, boy, you know what? I wasn't inclined to be married, but now I really want to ask her to marry me. And we got married in 07, but it wasn't until late 2011 that something happened. I would be driving down the highway and just start crying. It was happening quite a bit. It wouldn't take much, and I would just be affected. And it wasn't until January of 12, when my wife told me she was pregnant, that I realized that boy, you know what? I'm a Christian, but I haven't been living that way I should be. I mean, it's like, wow, you know what? Here I am happily bringing someone into this world. And now they have a half brother or sister they'll meet in eternity. And it's like, well, you know, I have the Lord's peace in that. And if I didn't, that'd be really tough to get through. How would I enjoy this peace with this little girl that I have now if I couldn't get past that, you know? And it is one thing. It's one thing. God said, hey, I'm going to be your dad. You're going to be a good dad. And there's no reason for you to have any question about whether you can be someone's dad. And when she told me she was pregnant, it was like, wow, I can't believe it. I would not be able to be in this situation and the joy I have in my heart if it wasn't for this process that has been happening over the last month or two. And it's just Mm -hmm. lay it at the cross. And he takes care of that anguish that we have. And it's just amazing to have being anxious for nothing. It even means not being anxious for seeing him my life is over and his forgiveness for taking a life that he gave me. Mm, Wow. That is wonderful to hear, Scott. I'm thinking that there's someone listening who may be feeling the difficulty of guilt from either having an abortion or something else. It's easy for us to get bogged down with our past. What would you say to that person right now who's dealing with some of that guilt? Well, it's pretty heavy duty that I decided that, boy, you know what? This Christianity is for real and everything else fades in the peripheral. I focus on the cross. And part of that is the guilt. It wasn't an overpowering guilt. It was just peace with that and everything else in my life that happened up to that point. It's like, well, now I'm going to do the best I can to live for him. I can't be perfect. No one can. He is not asking a lot out of us. He wants our whole hearts to be clay on a potter's wheel. But it's just, you know, when you're a Christian now, you look back, you think, boy, these mass shooters indiscriminately taking lives. It's like, why doesn't it matter when people are just taking lives of their own flesh and blood? It really hits you when you come on that side of the spectrum and looking at the situation. I just, you know, want to instill in people that are listening that haven't got to that point yet to focus on the word Jesus. You know, it's tough to be in society and you can talk about God, the Almighty, but when you pinpoint it to Jesus, it's a little sketchy out there with the response you'll get from people. But you got to stay firm in that word and that name because he is all that matters when you're walking with him. 
Mm, Awesome, Scott. Thanks so much for sharing a truth that not many talk about. And I think that guilt feelings can really plague someone. And I'm glad that God has resolved that for you and your heart and that you found healing and are now sharing a message for others to hear the truth about how the guy can feel from abortions. Scott, thanks so much for being on our show. Thanks for having me. Hold tight. I want to talk to you more right after the break. Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. What do you think about this? You might be listening to this show and think that this is like some type of political agenda. But truthfully, this is not. This is case study data of someone who has, as a man, convinced his girlfriend to have an abortion and then thought nothing of it till he got older and he understood the value of what was in his girlfriend's womb years ago. When he understood that someone was missing his child and it was from his decision to eliminate that person simply because he thought he wasn't ready. I mean, this is what the world tells us. In modern culture, they say, if you accidentally get pregnant and you feel like you can't be responsible enough to take care of that child, you just eliminate the child. There, easy. After all, it was an accident. But as you're hearing, the guilt and the gravity of that situation manifested much later in his life. And that usually happens with most wrong choices that we make. I mean, the whole world says it's, you know, right or normal, certain things. But then later on, when we get older, we feel guilty. Why? I mean, just because the whole world says it's okay to do something, is it truly okay? How do you know? Ancient scripture points out a new way of thinking. It's written in Romans 12 too. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Bible says don't be conformed to this world. In Greek, the original language was written like, the word for conformed means to fashion alike means like to just pretend and be like everybody else. It means that we shouldn't copy the world and what modern culture says to do. We shouldn't be like mindless bots just following what our friends and culture tells us. Rather, we should be surrendering our lives to God and letting Him bring us to a higher level of understanding so that we can understand what is the good and perfect will of God in our lives and in every situation. You know, when I think about this because it's not just abortions. We're talking about sex. We're talking about drugs, alcohol. The world says one thing, but there is a better way. But what do you do with later on, you understand that, oh man, those were bad decisions. What do you do? In Isaiah 118, it says, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. 
you may be able to identify this because if you're old enough or maybe you've come to a point in your life and you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, those are sins. And I can't just wish them away. I can try to deny it, but they're still there. And for some people might be listening, it might torment you. What do you do with it? Well, what is this promise of what the prophet Isaiah is promising? This is in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Friend, you don't need to cover your past sin. You don't have to keep denying it. But the Bible says, if you confess it, the Lord will cleanse it. He won't just wish it away. He will actually clean it. I've experienced this ancient writing in my life. I've confessed my sin and I've experienced his forgiveness and it's gone. I can't explain it. It's like the red, the deep, dark stain. It's gone. I'm praying that for you, my friend. Father God, I'm praying for my friend who is feeling that guilt and feeling like they're looking back and they're like, gosh, what do I do? Lord Jesus, we take a moment to confess those sins. And Lord God, we take a moment to acknowledge it and say, Lord, I need your forgiveness. Please make my past, my wrongs, make them right. We invite you, Lord Jesus, into our lives. In Jesus' name. I hope you were blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time. 